Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time we'll watch. Hello, my name is Allison Bobbitt, and I'm here with my phenomenal husband, Mike Bobbitt. And this is the podcast where we make one another watch movies the other's never seen. And Mike, you made me watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It was fun, wasn't it? It was fun. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. It had um, like big trouble vibes, sort of. It was less of, you know, it was less of a comedy, but it had that whole like, there's something... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some it's, kind it's of definitely in the um, noir kind of yes. uh, vein. Yeah. yeah. Did it remind you of Nice Guys with Ryan Gosling? Yes, it did. Well, it's written by Shane Black. Same guy. Same guy. That's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. It did. Shane Black likes putting unlikely duos together mm-hmm. in action movies that take place around Christmas. So you have Lethal Weapon. Oh yeah. Hmm. Uh, Long Kiss Goodnight with Sam Jackson and uh, Gina Davis. I've actually never seen that. It was covered on the podcast by Johnny Mockney and Lee oh, Michael. All right. Cool, uh, cool. About a year ago, exactly. All right. And uh, Nice Guys. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, uh, it's kind of a, well, <laughs> last action hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger and a kid. I've never seen that either. It's fun. I'm not going to make you watch it. Oh, darn it. So sad. Yeah, Shane Black has a really interesting career. He, uh, right out of UCLA, 22 years old, ends up somehow running into Joel Silver, as we learned earlier on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, probably at a Playboy party. <laughs> probably. And uh, But it was weird. Like He was just like a temp typist and stuff like that. And uh, he runs into Joel Silver, gets the script to Joel Silver. Joel Silver sell- sells it for a quarter of a million dollars, making Shane Black a first-time writer and one of the highest-paid writers in Hollywood. Holy shit. And the script was Lethal Weapon. Uh And that kind of changed what movies were throughout the 80s and 90s, where it's like, we're just going to have big action movies with interesting characters. Because there were already action movies, but they didn't really have characters that Yeah, there's no, like, depth. Yeah, super invested in. Yeah. And I'll say that Shane Black does really well at writing characters who you care about. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but a lot of people were kind of scoffing at how overpaid he was. 
which kind of made it hard for him to write. Like he ended up selling mm-hmm. Monster Squad that he worked on with a college buddy, but it was something that they probably had going before that. And when Lethal Weapon eventually made a profit, yeah, people were probably like, what else does Shane Black have? But he ended up not writing again for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And he did a little bit of acting. I think it's kind of funny that he's one of the first guys that gets killed in Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, really? And then you fast forward like a dozen years and he's writing Last Action Hero for Arnold. Oh, that's Arnold. so funny. <laughs> yeah. So, nice. Yeah, he dabbled in acting a little bit. Mm-hmm. His older brother uh, sold a screenplay for <laughs> Dead Heat, which is a zombie cop buddy picture with Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo. Ooh. And uh, his brother's screenwriting career did not take off like his little brother Shane's. Oh, hope there's no sour grapes there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I really I really liked this. Um, I like Robert Downey Jr. He considers this his best movie. I, I would say this is one of the best movies he's been in. He also says it's probably largely why he ended up getting to play Tony Stark Iron Man. I can see that. I can see that. And, you know, this is like right after he got sober. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that really helps with the movie is the chemistry between him and Val Kilmer. Like, Mm -hmm. even though their characters are kind of butting heads throughout it, you can tell that they kind of like each other deep down inside. And in real life, Val Kilmer was like, hey, man, you're struggling with sobriety. I won't drink at all during the entire production. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And um, it ends up working really well. Yeah. I thought this was kind of neat. You know who plays 10-year-old Robert Downey Jr. in this movie? Who? His son. Really? Yeah, I think his son's name is like Indio or something like that. Oh, perhaps, yeah. And do you know who plays 10-year-old Harmony in this movie? Who? Ariel Winter from Modern Family. Stop it. That's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I I am eventually going to make you watch Weird Science sooner than later. And I think it's funny that in Weird Science, Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. are antagonists Mm -hmm. in it but in real life anthony michael hall is robert downey jr's son's godfather really Mm -hmm. oh yeah see it just makes me feel like he's not like even though he had a drug problem it didn't make him a bad i'm sure he wasn't a peach when he was on drugs but like he was still a pretty good person I, i i don't know hey he his dad is famous Mm-hmm. He became famous at a very young age. That's and true. And it's pretty normal trappings. That's true. You know? Yeah. yeah I mean, Drew Barrymore was yeah. in rehab at, what, like 10? Yeah. Here's another, uh, not to jump back to Lethal Weapon, but mm-hmm. I thought you would find this interesting. Gina, you know who was the first director uh, that they wanted for Lethal Weapon? Who? Leonard Nimoy. Really? Yeah, and then Spock was like, I don't think I can do action movies. I'm going to do Three Men and a Baby instead. (laughs) That's true. I loved Three Men and a Baby. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, that's funny. And then, uh, so they ended up getting Richard Donner because they're like, you do action. You did great with Goonies and Lost Boys. So, yeah. Yeah, I loved, uh, my mom loved the Lethal Weapon movies and let us watch them way too young. So. Yeah. They're good movies. They are good movies. Yeah. I think it's also really neat that 
Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is Shane Black's directorial debut as well, too. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know he wrote and directed. Yeah, it's just, there must be something about him that makes people go, yeah, let's give this guy a shot. Like, yeah. he's notoriously a good guy and hosts, like, humongous, like, Halloween parties. You know how, like, everyone oh. talks about Heidi Klum's yeah, yeah. big parties? I guess Shane Black does a really good one too great parties but it's like one of those things where it's like it's not really for the press this is just kind of a thing yeah for, yeah like anytime you see people in the press when they're like oh, i don't want the paparazzi yeah the paparazzi knows where you are because because your agent you called them, them. Yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah that's a off. whole thing yeah. that yeah. um it's a huge racket it is a huge racket i was watching some like youtube thing where they're like these are staged paparazzi photos and here's like legit ones where you know they probably were caught off guard and you can really tell Mm. like they're all dressed up their makeup's all like it's pretty obvious if you get someone pumping gas yeah (laughs) and they're wearing a baseball hat and they have unwashed hair then they They probably weren't planning to be photographed yeah but when they're all dressed up and pretending to like hide their face it's like i love it when you see people of uh shots of people leaving like yoga or the gym but they're like super made up yeah like they don't look like they've broken a sweat (laughs) yes yeah Mm -hmm. here's some joel silver dirt that i think you would like just because you like crime i do so Apparently, Joel Silver was found not liable for any of this at all, but his assistant went on vacation with his chef, and his chef got his assistant all coked up and drunk, and she drowned. (gasps) Oh, my God. Yeah. That's fucking awful. Yeah. Runs a real tight ship. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. That's so yeah. sad. Yeah. It's so, hard to be an assistant, I think, though, in Hollywood. I wouldn't I mean, want to do it. Hell to the no. Even the little bit of time that I spent being mentored by. Mm. Um, Not even really a guy that was that important. Yeah, no, but, you know, he certainly liked to believe he was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That he did. That he it did. It really bums me out that he's friends with Michaela Watkins, and it makes me kind of feel like. <sighs> I, don't want to like her at all because she's friends with such a horrible guy yeah but, but that horrible guy also raised money for a lot of good causes so, that's true yeah. but even hanging out with that guy where i was like i can just fucking leave anytime i want to mm-hmm. you know i'm not super invested in this yeah yeah like people are just fucking terrible out there this is very true roger that <laughs> i know you hate it when i give i hints. do yeah. but no um there are is a wolf's son called a uh, cub <laughs> i don't want to do this i know i was watching people who you know sometimes people will like make videos about like i'm a celebrity assistant mm. but like they won't reveal who they work for or whatever but the shit that people do it's very intense i re- remember when someone that we're f- friends with well friends of a friend with was working for a huge name uh i can probably say christopher nolan Mm -hmm. and uh christopher nolan was like shutting down things because he insisted on uh needing a certain kind of tea that was not available in the united states and he wanted it 
immediately. Yeah. And then uh, P.T. Anderson had some outlandish demands that were mm-hmm. reported to us by a very close friend. Who, yes. Uh, I will not dive any deeper yeah, no. into that at all. Because um, my that person still works and is a very good friend of mine. But uh, yeah, yeah, some ridiculous requests of these oh, people yeah. that are just like, come on, fuck off. It is amazing that anything gets made in Hollywood because of how inefficiently run it is. Yeah. And how to out of control egos are. I think what it comes down to is like, well, even though you have an ego, I just gave you $50 million, so fucking do it. You know, <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to Yeah, is, but- is money. But yeah, the egos are. Yeah. I think it's why a lot of stuff doesn't get made. Yeah. But I, I think it's kind of neat when something does get made and it gets made well, segueing back into Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. Like, yeah. um. It's funny that we were talking about like just the nature of Hollywood because that's kind you know that's kind of what happens in this movie is he gets discovered and they're mm-hmm. going to have him audition for a part and then later in the movie Val Kilmer reveals like listen they brought you in to make Colin Farrell nervous to make him nervous so he'll take less money. Right. Also, by the way, the party at the beginning was shot at Shane Black's house. Oh, was it really? Yeah, oh, that was a nice fucking house. Yeah, so it's um, it's a movie about a uh, a small time thief get, that's gets mistaken for an actor, mm-hmm. and uh, he has to shadow a real life investigator. Mm-hmm. Uh, gay His research, yeah, Gay Perry, Gay Perry, as yes. a play on Gay Perry. Did you know that? I didn't. You know, do you want to know something that legitimately? blows my mind what? with uh perry as names hmm. jane's addiction porno for pyro singer perry farrell yeah it's peripheral it's not his real name per- you're right yeah. interesting yeah huh yeah how about that and then um it's a um a caper uh noir yes. that they're going to make and um there is an actress uh, tied to it, Harmony Faith Lane, who turns out to be a girl from Robert Downey Jr., Harry, uh, his yeah, childhood. His and she is super obsessed with this author because when uh, they were kids, they made a uh, cheapy movie starring Corbin Burnson as Harlan Dexter mm-hmm. uh, in their small town in Indiana, I believe. Yes. And um, it all ties together where um, it, it ends up being, you, you take two seemingly un- and unrelated yeah, things. It's, it's so neat because it's narrated by Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. And it is so self-aware. And it, it is very yeah, much. You take two seemingly unrelated threads and they tie together at the end. Yeah. Uh, Harmony's baby sister is being molested by their dad. And uh, yeah. he, she tells her that, well, he's not really your dad. Your dad is this, this actor. actor. Yeah. Uh, Corbin Burnson, who he isn't. No. But uh, yeah, it, it's. Yeah, it's it's a sad story, but it's... Uh, it is very sad, but it's done in a way that um, you're not totally bummed out 
Yeah, this was kind of a a weird little cameo too, but I, I guess maybe it was before her career really took off. You know who the pink haired girl was who gets murdered? Yes, it's Shannon Sossaman. Yeah, she must have had her part cut because she appears in the earlier credits. Yeah. And she's really not in it that much. No, she's only in it like two scenes and one of those scenes is she's being murdered. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a really interesting movie because all of these random bits start, you know, tying together. And ultimately what it comes down to is a guy with too much money in Hollywood uh, is trying not to lose money mm-hmm. because his daughter is suing him. Yeah. And in doing so, he is, you know, man- manipulating the system that he has all this control over and he kills some people and he's you know trying to hide the fact that he's actually just hired an actress to pretend to be his daughter yep to drop the lawsuit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh you know leave him without having to pay her any money yeah so it's a nice commentary about how hollywood's kind of gross oh yeah. yeah uh very gross and I I really, really like Val Kilmer in this. He's very charming and also very, like, even though he seems kind of, like, cold, he's still, like, protective. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, some of the, all of the other characters' reactions to him being gay are do not age well. No, there's a few F words in there where I was like, yeah. yeah. And there's a scene where they have to do the cliche kiss. So the cops don't, you know, yeah. Suspect think, them. Yeah. Of what they're doing. And Robert Downey Jr. Just kind of <laughs> acts like he's caught the plague. Yeah. By, kiss and, by having yeah. been kissed. Yeah, and it, it, and it's weird because it's like ten years after Home for the Holidays, and yeah, where play, he plays a gay character. Yeah, Michelle Monaghan is in this, and mm-hmm. I, I was talking about how I didn't think she got to act nearly as much because I've only seen her in a couple of things, but apparently she acts quite a bit. Yeah, I, it seems like she does a lot of TV now. Is that right? Mm, okay. Because I remember you were saying, you're like, I wonder why she wasn't like a bigger star. Um, But I mean, she's been in some pretty good movies. She was in Gone Baby Gone. And she's in the Mission Impossible movies. But it's like, right. She's the wife and you don't really see her much. You you know, she can drive an 18 wheeler. Damn. Yeah. But, you know, she's been she still does movies. She just doesn't do a ton. She was in True Detective. Oh, okay. I think she was in season one. I think didn't she play Woody Harrelson's wife? I yeah, she did. Okay, so season one, she's Woody Harrelson's wife who bangs Matthew McConaughey. Oh, okay, good on her. Good on her indeed. You know she does. She's done a lot of you know really small. Mm-hmm. She's movies. in like that uh that horrible Pixels movie with I think Adam Sandler. And yeah. Stuff like that. So yeah, she she does stuff. It's just stuff that I normally don't see. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff I wouldn't. I really liked her in Source Code though, and I like that movie even though I know a lot of people think that it's garbage. Oh, but I really like that movie. You told me about that yeah. movie. We own it. You've never seen it. No. 
Holy shit. You told me the whole story about it, though. Oh, damn. Well, then it's not going to be exciting. Corbin Burnson is really good as the sleazy dude. And Dash Mihawk from your um, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet is in this. Uh-huh. Playing one of the hitmen. Yes. And uh, I discovered that Dash Mihawk has a rap career as, I think it's like Diz and the Fam. And I listened to a little bit of it on Spotify. And, and? Uh, I hope the algorithms on Spotify do not recommend more of it. <laughs> was not my. Oh, uh, no. Was not my cup of tea. Mm. I know that you enjoy him in Silver Linings Playbook, and uh, I know he's your favorite actor. Okay. But Let's he's not my settle down. Rapper. <laughs> Let's settle down now. How very dare you. So there's the jokey thing at the end about uh, Val Kilmer telling the audience, uh, staying for the credits to see who the best boy is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best boy is a guy named Jack Bauer. Mm-hmm. And I don't see any indication that he's anyone's nephew. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's just, you know. He's someone's nephew. Yeah, he's someone's nephew. Uh, but it's weird because he, uh, he only has a handful of credits and he mm. worked for like... Uh, I don't know, about like 20 years or so, starting with like Rumblefish and I think 1981, and he only did like two movies afterwards. Um, so hmm. maybe uh, maybe people gave him shit about this or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We should make it our mission to track down Jack, Jack Bauer. Bauer. I think he's on that show 24. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for having me watch this. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a fun Christmas one. It is, yeah, because it takes place around Christmas. And I think that they ended up having Christmas be more uh, part of the plot than critics, you know, say. Yeah, I feel like it's more of a Christmas movie than fucking Die Hard is. Yeah, because I feel like the only thing Christmassy about Die Hard is there are Christmas lights. And that it takes place during the company's Christmas party. Yes. That could be any party, you know? True. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed this a lot. It was fun to revisit, mm-hmm. even if the language around, uh, well, I mean, it's pretty homophobic. But, um, <clears throat> but it, you know, that's pretty standard. Yeah, but it's also, it appears to be the first action movie with an openly gay hero lead character yeah Yeah, so i mean he's not like the hero but he is a hero in the movie he's pretty much he is pretty much the hero (laughs) robert downey jr just kind of like fumbles his way through it. that's true yeah yeah but yeah it's a great robert downey jr movie robert Mm -hmm. downey jr was so thankful to shane black that he ended up having him write and direct iron man 3 oh wow which you know i i know you're not a big superhero fan but a lot of people criticize Iron Man 3 because Tony Stark doesn't spend a lot of time as Iron Man in it. Oh. He gets separated okay. from his... In, oh, yeah, from his suit. That's it's right. a pretty good movie. I'm going to go as far as to say, like, it's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Oh, okay. Even though it's hardly... Like, yeah, it's hardly a Marvel movie. Yeah. But, well, you know what, though? I kind of don't mind that in Marvel movies. Like, I get really bored, which I realize is such a crazy thing to say because there's always so much going on during the action scenes of Marvel movies. But I just get very, like, this is too much and I just kind of tune out. Yeah. 
since the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are Marvel movies you have seen. Yes. And I'm not going to waste time in the next episode to recommend uh, a Marvel thing that a million people are going to fucking watch Oh, yeah, everybody's going to see. But the... It's only 40 minutes long. The Guardians of the Galaxy yes. Christmas special is really fun. Okay. Yeah, I have to watch it. Yeah. Because you were like, I was not thinking really anything of it. And you were like, no, it's actually really good. I'm it's like, All right. really good. Yeah, I'll check it out. Okay. I'll check it out. We can watch it. We have time. It's it's Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, we have one more uh, Christmas episode planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have... Our uh, dear, dear, dear friend, Dennis Birdziak, back to uh, talk about a Christmas movie mm-hmm. as well. We're going to make him watch something. Yes. To make up for Finally. him making us watch. You know, though, I think he's going to like it is the problem. <laughs> but he made us watch Mandy and he really made me watch Mandy. I am furious. Yeah. <sighs> So, uh, yeah, so that's what we'll do for uh, Christmas as well. And uh, join us. I'm not sure how these are going to drop. Either join us next week when we will be talking Rare Exports with Dennis Mm -hmm. or join us next week when we find out what Allison's going to make me watch next. Yes. And, uh, you know, follow us on uh, Facebook so you can find out what's going on. And uh, take a look at the old Instagram. Yeah, I'm doing better about posting on time, you guys. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Way to go, you. I have a, a reminder in my phone now. <laughs> yeah. So Sanguis texted me after Commando and said that the director's commentary um, or the commentary track during Commando made him cry. So now I kind of want to own Commando on DVD or Blu-ray just so I can see what Sanguis is talking about. You're just trying to tell me that so that I'll get it free for Christmas? Please don't waste the Christmas present. On okay. That. Yeah. Okay, good. I don't want to see it that bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Whew. All right. Oh I already got God. you Last Dragon, so... God, that's a great movie. You are out of control. It is not. You are the last dragon, mm. and you possess the power of the glow. Are you going to say that 19,000 more times for the next you seven minutes? You are the last dragon. No, we're done. You possess we're done. the power okay, bye. of the glow. Bye. Glow. No. No.